We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. I'm so excited you're here and I'm really excited about my guest today. Today we're talking safety and computer fitness. Are you completely safe at your computer? And are you using technology to your advantage? I think so many people aren't. So I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but first I want to talk about something else super important. So that will lead into our guest, actually. So I don't know about you, but if you're like me, you've spent you've been spending a lot more time near your computer lately. I swear it's like sometimes I mean, for me, I have to be on Facebook for work. If I'm not communicating with you, you know, you get upset with me Um, and I do my best to really try to communicate with everyone I'll say it was my birthday last week and I feel kind of bad that I haven't thanked people for all the lovely birthday wishes, but I really decided that I was going to run away for a day with my boyfriend and just shut technology down just for a day. So when I got home, it was amazing. I came back to like over a thousand messages and then I kind of felt overwhelmed by that. And it's, as I said, I'm so glad you all sent messages and you have no idea how loved it made me feel. Um, as I said, I still haven't thanked you properly. So I get a little bit like, ah, um, and that guilt, which I shouldn't, should shouldn't you know that whole thing um I have to let that go but meanwhile part of it is sort of my topic for today so I've heard so many people say that their metabolisms have shut down as they've gotten older and they're really frustrated and they can't lose weight and all of those things and I know a lot of people think that I'm a lot younger so I'll do a presentation or a speech and people will come up to me and they're like oh wait until you're 40 your metabolism is going to shut down it's going to be completely different and the thing is for those who know me well know that I actually just turned 46 so the fact that I look young is more about the fact that one I don't believe that my metabolism is shutting down. Yes, I know it's a little bit, but a lot of it is that I make it a conscious effort not to be sitting by my computer at all times. Um, And as I said, like on occasions, as much as I hate not responding to everybody and I'll figure out some way to thank you all. Uh, I, I just know that I've got to be out and about. I went to Catalina and we, you know, got, electric bikes and we're cruising the island but like riding the bikes while doing it just you know using the electric ones for the big uphills and things to get around fast um but it's it's just so important that you bear that in mind because what we tell ourselves in our minds is so powerful and if you are resolved to my metabolism is shut down and then you're sitting in front of your computer all day and you're collecting evidence basically that yes it's shutting down when actually it's because when we were young we were outside jumping rope and doing all all those things that kids don't even think about or walking to school or other things. 
So just please be mindful of that. Now, on that note, I think a lot of people know that I was particularly obsessed with the body media armband for years. It's the, well, actually, the it was the body bug first, the biggest loser had, and then it turned into the body body media armband. And I just thought it was the best technology ever. And it actually really got me moving because I'm one of those people who, when I, you know, go on a trip, I'd be like, Oh, if I get sleep deprived, I'll eat more. So I won't work out, but I'd challenge myself to work out in my hotel room. And prior to the whole wearable technology, I used to you know, order takeout. And then while it was coming, I'd do a few sit-ups and be like, yeah, that's fine. Or I'd jump around for a few minutes. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But once I got the wearables, it actually made me like commit to burning 200 calories before I ate the takeout. And I realized that I really wasn't doing that much before. So I'm a huge fan of them and I think they've really transformed me. So I decided to bring on a guest today who could help you with all of these things. Uh, His name is Scott Spiro. You've probably seen him on major TV shows. He's the founder and president of Computer Solutions Group, and Forbes magazine rated him most dependable, his company. The motto he lives by and believes wholeheartedly is that technology is supposed to make life easier, and he makes that happen. And you know what? That's what we all want. Wouldn't it be great if we could really use technology for good? CSG, his company, was named one of the top 100 IT firms in America, solidifying his reputation as a technological expert for small to medium-sized businesses. And besides dealing with IT issues, Scott's a devoted member of the United States Secret Service Crimes Task Force, where he leads a crusade against online privacy security issues, encompassing everything from cybercrime, government spying, and other harmful uses of technology. Plus, happily married, has two kids, is in perfectly good shape, and he often works with people who have problems with device addiction. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, Devin. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. No, it's so great. I, I should tell people. So, Scott and I are in the same entrepreneur group. It's called Entrepreneurs Organization. And I have met so many amazing people there. And Scott, truly, the second I walked into this group we have called Forum, where we really powwow, was by far one of my favorites. He's so knowledgeable. And um, and as I said, you're super fit and super busy. So, I just thought you'd be such a great person for us to talk to. That I, yeah, that's 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 why I'm here. You made me smile at some really neat <laughs> stuff you just said. I have to live up to it, but yes, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I would love for you to start by telling us a little bit about what we can expect in wearable technology now that my body media armband doesn't. Ah, they just completely went under. Yeah, well, you know, this is um, like most technology. This is a this is a vertical market that continues to change and evolve very, very quickly. And if you think back um, just a few years ago, where were we? We had uh, the Nike the Nike band, uh, the Fit band that they had, Nike Fuel, all that, and they, they kind of um, decided to exit the market as they, they've been, you know, they, they have a very close relationship with, with Apple, so they knew Apple was coming along with their watch, and they decided to partner with them more. Um, and before that, we had these little things that we'd stick in our shoes, uh, these little things that were giving, uh, they were like little, uh, little, pegs you kind of stick at the bottom of your shoe. And uh, the technology has been moving forward quickly and, and it's, uh, it's changed and evolved and, and it's, it's moving, it's even moving past what you would just put on your wrist. 
Right. Well, you know, part of what I don't like is that I tried so many of them. And I feel like if you would just shake your arm, like the one arm, particularly with, well, now that Nike's out of business, I'll say it. But I mean, it literally, you would shake your arm and it would act like you did this hard, hardcore workout. And um, what brands right now, are there things that we should be looking out for, like certain technology that we think work a little better at all? Well, there's a few there's a few companies that are known for making very solid wearable tech when it comes to exercise. Uh, Withings would be would be one of them. They were actually just uh, purchased by another company, but Withings are the folks that make the Wi. They can't. They were one of the original Wi-Fi scale manufacturers. So you would step on the scale, and it would you know feed information wirelessly as far as what your body fat was and your weight and air quality and all sorts of other things. And I found it to be fairly accurate actually in in some of those measurements. In fact, I was shocked how accurate it was. I figured it, I was hoping that it was off and ah! using it. Um, and they also manufacture wearables that are a little bit different than other folks' wearables in that they, they don't look like wearable tech. They kind of look like uh, a stylish watch. So if you want something that doesn't look like you're wearing a, uh, you know, this big tech, about a lot of technology, it's something to look into. They have something called the Steel HR, which is their, their new watch. But it just does this, similar things. It measures, uh, it measures steps, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in addition, Fitbit has always been a fairly solid choice, and they've come. They, they're continuing to move forward. They're making uh, smaller devices that mm-hmm. go on your wrist, and I think it's important also to understand that there's a difference between um, devices that are more more smart watches, right? They do a lot of other things before, besides fitness, and then fitness is a piece of it. It's not its primary function. It's a piece of it. And then there's other devices where the primary function is, in fact, fitness. And they do a little things uh, on the side, too. So you kind of have to decide which is probably right for you. Uh, but Nike exited the market. Uh, Microsoft, the Microsoft Band, which was an awesome piece of gear, they, they've exited as well. And so you're left with um, you know, some of the key players like those I mentioned. Okay. And then, you know, I know a lot of us are really addicted to our computers. Do you have like a healthy amount of time we're supposed to spend on a computer or is there a way, you know, that people should be measuring really? Well, there's a, you know, from a scientific standpoint, this gets into a few different things regarding how, how to stay productive and how to stay fit. So, being in front of a computer for a long period of time is similar to being in front of a television for long for a long period of time, um, and in many cases you're you're sitting. Um, standing desks are a great option here. I use a standing desk, so most of the day I'm actually standing. Um, so there are some, you know, just moving around is important. If you're in front of a computer, you're obviously not moving around. But then the other right. part of that is how do you actually, if you're going to, the time that you're at your computer. Uh, how do you stay productive? How do you measure that time, and how do you in, uh, how do you m- do your best to actually get things done? And we are all now knowledge workers, now aren't we? So um, we're all facing a tremendous amount of information. So you've got to be able to parse through that information and get to the stuff that actually man- you need, right? Get through all the noise. Um, and I think that that's a big part of where we're all at, as well as as being able to stay fit and and have a good. Um, mental state, and also get through the work that we need to do, which is oftentimes stressful. Yeah, well, so when you, like, how do you diagnose someone as device addicted, or do they come to you, or what, like, what do you think people should look for to assess themselves or their children? 
Well, I, I think that most people aren't really aw- most people aren't really aware that they have the problem. It's like most things. Um, first, you identify you've got a problem. Um, I think I think where that kind of comes in. I think we've all had this is where we, you know, you, you really need to go to sleep, and you just you just can't put the darn phone down. You just can't put the computer down. You just want to go to that next Facebook post, and um, that's usually an indicator when you look at the clock, and you know, forty-five minutes has gone by, and you really—that's really the time when you needed to get your REM sleep. Um, and instead, you've been on the device that you you notice that there's an issue. And uh, part of the reason for this is biological, because we do get a little hit of dopamine every time we get into a social media situation where we kind of get that next post. You do get that little hit. Same with checking email. You might find yourself if you find yourself where you keep picking up your phone. Um, uh, there's an I think it's this the figure is 150 times a day people check their email. It's just unnecessary typically, um, and you, you're just doing it because you have that you you have that addiction. Wow, I mean it's funny that you say it. So I'll help myself. Um, so I am a, I was a Miss Pac-Man fan. <laughs> Good thing I said my age because if not we would have known. But Don't feel bad. So- Don't feel bad. I love <laughs> Pac-Man, all that stuff. Okay. Well, you know what's funny? So I put it on my phone when I first found out there was like a you know free whatever. I put it on my phone, and the first time I played, it was like really enjoyable, and you know. But then you get good pretty quickly, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I just I would be like, oh, I'll just do one before bed, and the next thing I know, I was so good. I was like forty five minutes, but then you have that high of oh my god, I just beat my score, and I'd look at the clock and be like, oh my god. So I honestly, I had to completely take it off my phone. Um, because I'm like, I just can't. I mean, I don't want to spend 45 minutes a day playing Miss Pac-Man. Um, there's just way too much to do. And as I said, the first time when it was five minutes, it's like, sure, whatever. It's entertainment before bed. But then it just got out of control. Yep. And the game companies know that. And they program those games to do exactly that. And a lot of them are offered for free. So you can download them. The gameplay is extremely addicting. And then you're you're buying more coins. You're buying more stuff so you can keep going. So this isn't a mystery to these folks. They, they understand that. And so it's up to all of us as um, busy people, moms and dads, entrepreneurs, business owners, etc., to um, make sure that we're on top of our own productivity. And there are tools that we can use to do that. What would those be? So let's talk a little bit about that, and let's come from the also the premise that uh, when we are actually working um, and we get into what I would call deep work, that's kind of the term for it. Okay. We that's kind of when we're in our flow. That's when you're you're working and and everything's kind of kind of disappears and time moves by as you're as you're working on whatever project you've got. If you're removed from that or you're distracted from that, they've done research and they found that it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for you to get back to where you were, to get back to that flow. So you can imagine if you've got messages popping up, if you've got um, if you've got emails coming in, if you've got the phone ringing, people coming up and interrupting you, then that's actually time that is is you're being interrupted from your thoughts. And there's a great book on this called Deep Work by Cal Newport, and I highly recommend that book. Um, and we can put it in the show notes or what, whatever. Okay. Um, but 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 Cal really gets into this in in great detail. Well, you know, it's funny. I completely believe that because. A lot of times at night, like, I find it's easiest for me to write. Like, when everybody else is asleep at 11 o'clock, I'll start. And honestly, I'll work until, like, 3 or 4 in the morning and be like, this is so productive. And when I have employees and everything, like, I'm super grateful for them. But when they're asking me questions all day, I find it very, very hard to stay on task. 
mm-hmm. and secretly sometimes look forward to working on weekends so I can get stuff done. Yeah, and you know, people have a different, everybody's different in, in where they feel like they're most productive. And when I was in college, I did most of my, you know, most of my work in the middle of the night, and that was great. Now I run a business, so I, I can't work that way now because I need to be on the next day. And I know that in the morning is really my best time where I have the most energy. And so there's a kind of, there's a term uh, called eating the frog, um, which is kind of the first thing you want to get done in the beginning of the day. That's the frog. You really just want to eat and get it done with. Um, <laughs> And I tend to put my frog right at the beginning of the day. This is not one of those frogs, by the way, this interview. This is I actually enjoy. Um, <laughs> however, uh, those are the things that, that I need to do in the, in the beginning. And so I, I do prioritize my tasks based on, um, on what sort of energy it's going to take for me to get through it. Um, but back to what we were saying about, about deep work and, and being able to, to focus. Yes, there are tools that you can use to, to many of them, actually. Um, there's a... There's a term, there's a method called the Pomodoro method. And the Pomodoro method is very simple. The Pomodoro method is where you focus on a specific task for approximately 25 minutes or more. If you can do 45 minutes, even better. But 25 to 45 minutes, and then you take a five-minute break. And then you come back and you do it again. And you repeat that cycle. And, and that's how you kind of move through your day. And there's several pieces of software available on the, on, on the Mac platform, on the Windows platform, and on your phone that can help you track Pomodoro method. Um, oh, cool. You so know what? Actually, yep. speaking of 20 to 25 to 45 minutes, um, we are set for a break now. So let's take that break. And then when we come back, we'll elaborate more on how you integrate this into your life to make it so much easier. Sure. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel tune in to the spotlight with tony dierso and special vip co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields from business sports and science to entertainment music literature and current events if you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past look no further than the spotlight with tony dierso every friday at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help 
BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card to get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I am back with Scott Spiro from Computer Solutions Group, who is also part of the U.S. Secret Service Crimes Task Force. That just sounds so cool. I know how cool Scott is, so that makes sense. But he is helping us with our technology and fitness, both for ourselves and our computers today. And um, before the break, we were talking about the Pomodoro Method and how that can really increase your productivity. Um, Scott, do you want to continue along those lines? Sure, sure. So as I was saying before the break, we want to make sure that we are when we want to get something done, we stay focused and we don't we're not disturbed because every time we're disturbed from what we're doing, it can take 10 to 15 minutes to get back into that flow again. And that's lost productivity. So using the Pomodoro method, and there's several applications um, that will allow you to actually do this on your computer. So it'll actually track it for you. Um, and what it what you're gonna do is you're gonna start working on whatever project you have. And then you, you're going to do that work for 25, anywhere from 25 to 40 minutes, and then you're going to take a break. And use a, mm. you use the Pomodoro timer to help you get through that. Um, hmm. There's another tool that is quite useful. It's from, a, it's from a new company. They're called Saint, and it's spelled S like Sam, A like Apple, E like Echo, N like Nancy, T like uh, Tom. And uh, what Saint does, they make a physical device. It sits on your desk. And as you're going through your work, it actually has a little light that lights up. And so anybody that comes by your desk, <laughs> they know you're in the middle of something. And hopefully you've communicated to them that, hey, you know, don't bother me because I'm in the middle of my Pomodoro session. Oh, and interesting. Uh, so it's, it's almost like a visual, physical manifestation of your, your time slot that you're working on. And so um, I think that that, you know, from, a, from a being what we call mindful productivity, I think that, um, that that's quite useful. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, because I, I was just saying, I mean, that's horrifying that it's 10 to 15 minutes to get back into your flow because I do feel like I don't break up my time that way. And I during the day, like I have my employees asking me questions, which they need to. It's like I want them to be asking me questions, but maybe it would be better if we um, somehow powwowed that a little bit differently. Right. You want to organize that communication so that it's not constantly uh, bothering you. And, and I've, I'm, look, I'm as guilty as well. I would walk over and interrupt people all the time. And I've, I've changed that now because I know that it's, it, in essence, will um, have a negative effect on my team and how their, uh, what their productivity is. I think the average is 23 minutes. And the research is 23 minutes to get back on track. So um, distractions just, they cause lack of 
they cause productivity issues. They, they can cause errors in, in the work that people are doing. And this, there's a study actually from UCI, from University of California, Irvine, where, where researchers actually shadowed folks that were on the job and they studied productivity. And, um, and that's, that's what they found, that people have to shift their thinking completely uh, when somebody interrupts them. Wow. And I believe because there's a number of times, you know, I will be deep in work and someone will ask me a question and I'll look at them and I literally be like, I have no idea what you just asked me. (laughs) And not in a mean way, but it's like I literally I was shifting from something in deep focus to, you know, I heard them talking. I knew it, but my mind was still on the email that I was writing or whatever else. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, it does. And, and also from a more of a holistic standpoint, it's important to realize that as we move forward into this, uh, into this digital age that we're in, what is the true value for many of us that we're offering? What is the value? How do we earn a living? All of that sort of thing. It's not from reading Facebook. It's not from reading the news. It's not from digesting all of this information, although it's important to stay up in many ways and what's going on. But our value is actually our ability to create. We create value for others. And in order to do that, we have to have the time to do the deep work. We have to focus. And so I know that for my children, that's something that I uh, want to infuse in them from an early age uh, by helping them focus on tasks and uh, not be distracted by uh, digital devices. So how do you do that Like as a parent? I mean, how do you do... You limit the time? Do you limit in increments? Like what, given your expertise, is your protocol for that? Well, I can give you my thoughts based on the age of my children and they're young. So I've got a a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And, um, you know, this, I, I first started thinking about this a while back because one of the companies that I work with is a research company, market research company. And I was in the, I, I saw that they were, they were doing some work with Samsung at the time. And, um, I remember reading a piece of information that I went back and, and researched further and realized that it was true that, that um, most of these companies that build tablets and build these smartphones, they understand that tablet usage in particular starts at age two. Wow. So think about that for a moment. And um, I've seen this. I've seen very, very small children pick up these devices, and they, they take to them very quickly in the same way that we as adults do. Um, it's a very natural, fluid interaction. Um, and uh, I can also tell you that they are very, very adept at using um, the Amazon Echo, for example, using voice control. That's very, very natural for them. They jump in, and in my house, we've got several Echoes, and I love them. But, um, you know, then my kids can hop on there very quickly, and we've had to set some rules around that. And actually, one feature that I've requested, and others have too, from Amazon is that they work, that you have an option to um, default the unit to demand the, the word please. Oh, fun. Because the system can potentially turn your kids into little jerks and ruin <laughs> their manners because they just, dem- you know, order Alexa around. But, you know, you, they, you really need, so we, we, we are constantly on that. But... Um, so, so I realized this early on. And so that being said, uh, my wife and I have similar values around this and we really want to focus our children um, on their social skills so that, yes, we understand they need, to, they need to be able to leverage the technology and understand how it works, but we don't want them to be dependent on it. So how many times have you, or have we gone out, we go out for dinner and 
we see these families and they have these kids and they all have a digital device in their hand. So it kind of keeps them calm, gives them something to do. And look, t- being a parent is tough. So I don't want to, I get it. I totally get that. Uh, but it's a lot tougher when they don't have those devices in their hands. And the reason that we do that is we want them to be engaged in something physical. We want them to engage in social action, social activity with other people at the table. And it's in order to hold as fast as, or hold down the propensity that at some point they will develop a dependency on the technology to entertain themselves. And, and I don't think that that's healthy based on the research. Um, there's a time and the place for the digital devices, uh, but we do limit that time. Uh, Amazon has a, they're on their Fire tablet, they've actually got a kid's version of it. I think it's $89 or $99. It comes with a, if, you, if it breaks, uh, they'll replace it. It comes with a handy dandy soft um, kind of case around it and you can control it to a very, um, you, can, to, you can control it very, very closely and what, what the kids can access um, and the time they can access it. So I found that to be very useful. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you are going to seriously think that I have my head in an oven all day when I ask you this question. I personally don't even know exactly what Amazon Echo is. Um, what do you what what would the kids be ordering her around or? Well, the Echo is the Echo is a device that um, Amazon sold millions of them. And um, I mean, I've heard of it. I just yeah. don't know exactly what it does. It's essentially a it's essentially a um it's essentially like Siri on an Apple phone or Katana on a Microsoft uh, phone or, or a computer. Um, it, it's a digital assistant. It's a, it's a voice-activated assistant. And Amazon developed it originally so that, it, you know, I think you can, order, you can order Amazon products off of it very easily, I might add. Oh. And it's, it's awesome for that. But if you're a Prime member, you can also access music. Uh, you can play any piece of music you'd like. It's in their catalog, and there's millions of them. Uh, but their real brilliance was they opened it up for something that they called skills. They call skills. And so you can there's skills from everything you can think of, from Domino's Pizza to, um, gosh, there's, there's, there's thousands of them. And so you literally can activate things like bedtime stories for kids. And it'll ask, what's the child's name? And you tell the, tell the, the echo the name, and Alexa, I should say. And she'll read the story with the kid's name in it. And they just laugh hysterically. Um, oh, wow. So there, there's, there's so much to do with it. Um, and they keep introducing new features that are very, very handy. For example, if I'm in one part of my house, I can drop in to another echo in another part of the house. And I can talk to somebody like an intercom system. I can do that from my phone from anywhere. Um, now they've introduced a new feature where I can call my friends that have echoes, just all with my voice. It's very magical when you don't have to press a button. Right. Yeah, no, I was just curious what the kids would be ordering up at that at those ages. So they're not ordering anything. No, they're not ordering okay. anything. I can assure you of that. Okay. Code in place, so they can't do that. But what they do love to do is they love playing their songs and they love, you know, asking trivia questions and asking for jokes and all sorts of things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think them asking trivia questions is a bad thing? Or were you just no, talking about that? Okay. Because I was going to say, in one sense, I mean, part of what I like about Siri is now, like, I never, you know, if someone says something that I don't know, I instantly am like, where's Siri? <laughs> I uh, um, no, no. From a productivity standpoint, I don't think people use Siri enough in the right way. Um, there's some really, really simple things that you can do that we can talk about in a moment. I was merely commenting that the technology is becoming so pervasive into our, into our life that we as parents, um, you know, just moving away from our own productivity and our own strategies around that, once you bring the little ones into it, um, we just don't know 
what those effects are yet. We don't know what the long-term effects are because the technology is so new. The only thing right. we know is that children as young as two are taking to it in a, <clears throat> you know, in a very almost alarming way. And um, we don't, we, we know, we know that the internet has changed our brains around a little bit. We, that's been proven by the mm. way. We know that our, haven't you noticed as many of your listeners may, that it's become harder and harder to concentrate if you notice that, for those of us that are Generation X, putting myself in there, we didn't have these distractions growing up. We used to sit down, we would study. The, the only distraction was somebody could walk in or maybe your phone would ring, right? But now these kids, they're getting interaction from everywhere. The colleges can't even assign long-term, uh, longer assignments because they know the kids can't concentrate. So, right. um, uh, yeah, so I think that we as parents just simply need to monitor this closely and make sure that we give our children um, the, 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 the tools they need and the space that they need to evolve um, and have fun as children. Um, I might point out that I think it was yesterday that Lego announced that they were laying off 1,500 people because they uh, had seen another slump, another annual slump in their brick sales. And they're wow. going to start uh, focusing more on the digital stuff. They'll keep doing bricks, but they're going to bring more digital stuff into it. So what does that tell you? Well, it's telling them that the kids are spending more and more time on their digital devices and not as much time building things. Well, uh, I, I, I think there's a, there's a place for Minecraft and, the, and all that, but we... I'm going off on a tangent here, but I think that No, we, no, I mean, I actually, yeah. I think it's kind of... But it's like, I mean, that makes me sad, to be honest, because I think even that is like... You know, as much as it's not, you know, working out per se, and it's not activity like playing basketball or jumping rope, it at least like the, even in doing Legos, you're doing a little bit of movement. Like the only thing that's moving on a digital Lego would be your thumbs, you know? And <laughs> well, it's, it's about how your brain works, too. It's about being able to assemble things in physical space or paint things. My kids love painting. And, and there's certainly a place I, I use a... Um, a Microsoft Surface book where we've got a paint program. The kids love to paint on it, and that's cool. But I also want to let them paint, you know, in the real world too. Um, there's something about that, and I think that there's there's actually been more research showing, and, and even some entrepreneurs, by the way, that are very technologically savvy like myself. Uh, but we still, some of us are going back to paper and pen um, right. because there's something about that paper, that paper and that pen touching each other, and really having that physical interaction. So we're still learning about this. And, um, yeah, it's funny. My guest Wei Hong a couple of weeks ago was saying the same thing, like how that interaction makes such a difference. So yeah, maybe we should be, I still try to write paper. Thank you notes. I know a lot of the work we do in EO people, you know, suggest that we do handwritten thank you notes every day from a grateful standpoint and other things. I can't say that I do them every day, but I try <laughs> to do them when, you know, when I really want to thank someone. Yeah. There's a, there's a company called best self, a dot com bestself.co and they've got something called the self journal and the self journal is um it's a it's it's paper i mean it's a, it's a physical notebook and it's built to help you organize your time and they've got some really nice features in there where you're really setting up what are your goals for the day and you're setting up right at the beginning and you're also being able to uh, at the end of the day, specify you know kind of write down what am i grateful for today what did i do today and it's especially for for entrepreneurs, but for anybody, you know, we always, we're always looking at, we always are trying to reach the horizon. We're always trying to reach our goals, but the horizon is always moving and we simply can't get there. So unless you're really taking that time on a, 
on a daily basis to recognize what, what, what you've accomplished and what's going well. Um, it can kind of get away from you, I think. Well, I completely agree. And actually, it's kind of funny. Samantha Addis, did you see her in EO? She um, she has this platform called The Pie Life, and she was on the show a couple weeks ago. And she came by yesterday with her new journal, <laughs> um, her Pie Life journal, and I'm so excited about it. Um, it just, it's a planner and sort of a very similar thing. Um, and then also Angela Manzan- or Angela Mater um, was on with Fitbook, and she has Fitbook journals and grateful. And it's so interesting how like every guest, Larry Broughton was talking about going to sleep, thinking of everything you're grateful for. And um, I mean, some of these practices, it's, it's funny how like every single week they come up. So um, I should tell you something, right? I mean, there's something to it and it's not easy. It's like any other habit, Um, building habits. I think it takes the average three weeks to build a habit. So building a habit is not easy for any of us. It doesn't matter whether you're you're trying to go to the gym or you're trying to change your diet. I, I almost think that it's that that's the hardest thing is actually getting into the gym or changing your diet. And then it stays hard. You got to get through that, you know, first three weeks. And if you can do that, then uh, then you, you're, you're good to go until that first vacation. And you don't want to lose what you built. But um, yeah. Oh, my God. No, it is so true. It's um, but I, I mean, I'm kind of blown away that it's it's funny because you know, I don't pre-plan exactly what you guys are saying, obviously. And I I like to let these conversations flow. And I mean, it's literally like week after week after week, I'm hearing the same from a money expert, like money anxiety expert. And then, you know, Angela, I mean, she's overcome eating disorders and Samantha helps moms not feel guilty for, and, you know, and business people as well. But just to have a, a yummy, ooey, gooey life um, that isn't perfect, like, you know, let it not be perfect, and then it can all be perfect in a weird way. Um, so, so interesting. And then here we have you, Special Crimes Forces. Uh, I always get that wrong. Special Crimes Task Force. I think just think that sounds so cool. And um, and you're all saying the exact same thing. It's really cool. Yeah, this, is, this is true, dear listeners. Um, I have not <laughs> been briefed. Entirely on that, so we are. Um, you know, this is off. Uh, this is all. Yeah, not, I would say ad lib, but certainly an open conversation, which I in particularly enjoy. Um, but yeah, the, the involvement with the cybersecurity uh, task force, which is it's part of Homeland Security, and um, we have. Uh, it, you have to apply to be in it, and we meet quarterly. We also have LAPD there as well, and it's really designed to have an, a forum uh, between the private sector and public sector. And there's some things that we cannot discuss that we learn. There's some things that we can discuss. And it's been interesting and useful as we work with, um, you know, our clients to make sure that they are staying safe, the businesses are staying safe, and they themselves and their families are staying, staying safe, uh, staying safe uh, both online, of course, and, and even offline, uh, protecting well- their We have to go to another break, but as soon as we come back, we're going to jump into this because to be honest, I think like a lot of people struggle with their weight when something stressful comes up and I can't imagine anything more stressful than your computer being overtaken or your children being stalked online or even you being stalked online. So um, let's take our break now and when we come back, we will delve deep into this. Great. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. 
For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. We are back with Scott Spiro. In addition to being the founder and president of Computer Solutions Group, um, which is an award-winning IT company, he is a devoted member of the U.S. Secret Service Crimes Task Force, and he's helping us with our computer fitness and our personal fitness today. Um, the one thing that I wanted to say was, so, and Scott will elaborate on this and give us some really good tips, but... The other day I was on Nextdoor and for the, that app, for those who don't know, like I honestly am even on on an alias. Like I don't want anybody, even in my neighborhood, because who knows who's jumping on there to know who I am. So as I said, I have an alias and it's kind of a long story. I had been like minorly stalked many years ago. So I'm super cautious about what I put on the internet. But this woman posted about her daughter. She was going to be in the like teen miss pageant or one of those pageants. And she sent everybody to a page to potentially sponsor her. And I go onto the page and I look at the girl and she's a cute girl. And I was like, Oh cool. And then I see her phone number and her address. She is literally like probably, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, something like that. And I immediately emailed the mom and I was like, Oh my God, I urge you to take her address and information on there. And I just said, you know, I'm on here on an alias, I'm a TV personality, and I have had problems myself, and I can't imagine having your beautiful daughter's info online. So, I mean, I would have thought, Scott, that people would know not to do that. Um, I'm not, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing that mom. Like, I, I She probably didn't know, quite frankly. Um, but, but just in general, like, I would think that people were knowing that that could be super dangerous. Um, what I am curious about is with your kids, like for instance, my sister is an 
awesome mom and she doesn't want a picture of her son online at all, which again, I totally respect. Like she has a private page that our family can access. And beyond that, she does not want me like even when I have a really fun time with him posting his picture. So I'm curious, is that extreme necessary for everyone in your experience? Um, again, like I totally respect my sister's, you know, desire for that. And, and I, I'm not arguing that or not saying that a parent should, but in your opinion, you know, like, what is that line? Well, I think everybody, as you pointed out, is there has their personal um, opinions and their kind of their where, where their comfort level is. And I think that we just kind of need to respect that. Um, my my opinion, my, my life, I don't put I have my Facebook where I have my personal Facebook. And, um, you know, you certainly can do a public and private private Facebook like many folks, uh, TV personalities and media personalities do, and you can kind of segment that out. Um, I, I, and Facebook has been doing a better job at alerting you as to when um, people can see your picture. So you might, if, you, if, you're, if you're tagged in somebody's picture, uh, depending on how that person has set up their Facebook set, uh, security settings, your friends can now see that picture and vice versa. So if I have a picture of you and me, Devin, and my daughter is in there too, and I tag you in the picture... That means that all of your friends, whom I may not know, would have access to that picture and see me and you and my daughter. And so, go ahead. Well, even further, and you might not know, so they say a lot of people have personal pages and friend pages, and I tried that, like... I tried a super secret personal page, and unfortunately, the way Facebook is set up, it's not that I don't want you know, my fans involved in my life. I do like, I do consider them friends, but there is, as you said, this time and place to just have your intimate family moments. Well, what was interesting is some of my close friends are biggest loser contestants because we've worked together. And on Facebook, if you're friends with someone, then there's no such thing as a super private page. So what happened was every, like all the biggest loser contestants that I'm friends with friended me. And then all of their friends, Right. Could Next thing you know, you have a public. So then, have a public right. Page so that now I have like two public personal pages, and it's just yeah. confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. you know that's a great point, and you know, back it out a little bit and think about the way that you would manage something that's private outside of the digital realm. So just your, you know, on your on your street. So you know, we're conscious uh, with my kids of of who they're interacting with. Um, just just around town and just around yeah. on our on our street where we live, and so um, it, this is kind of an expansion on that. So you're always um, you're always a, you always have to be aware. And unfortunately, I mean, look, some people on LinkedIn will will be friends with everybody. Some people will be friends with people that they know, and same with the Facebook and otherwise. But to answer your question, everybody has their comfort zone. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, there's no need. Uh, you know, for my children's information to be out publicly on the internet, um, and uh, and 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 in fact, as they get older, we all need to be more conscious of what they're going to have access to on the internet. Um, not so much keeping them off the internet is certainly easier than other than than them seeing things on the internet or finding things that could be inappropriate. Right, but what about like as I said, obviously, like you don't want your kids info there to have you heard instances of kids who like say I had a daughter and I just you know had her um 
had her, you know, seen with me. Like if I'm on a book tour and I have her in a baby carrier or I had her, you know, somewhere else, is there extreme danger from your experience in that? Just having pictured her at all? Um, you know, they know she's my daughter, but they don't know anything else or. Again, there's nothing, there's nothing definitive on this. Everything is, is kind of a risk. And you certainly see celebrities will have, they'll be out with their kids and granted they probably have uh, their own, their own personal security. Um, but some people are okay with that. Some people will blur their faces and some people simply won't show them at all or cover them up. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, um, I feel more comfortable at this point with not bringing my kids necessarily into public situations, and the schools that they go to uh, are similar in that. Um, so I think it's just I think as as a just as um, being more careful is 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 better than just not paying attention. No, well, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I know that there are a couple tools that you think people can use to protect themselves so we don't get in this. We're gaining weight because we just got totally cyber hacked. And, you know, what yeah. what are those things that we should be doing so that we don't get ourselves in this stressful situation that has us downing too many pints of ice cream? Yeah, no, great, great question. And, and I can totally associate that. I definitely, um, I'm the same way when I get stressed out. I just kind of want to eat those little um uh, Pepperidge Farm goldfish, um, which I love, and uh, it's just not good. So, yeah, we, we get stressed out, and having your identity stolen or having any other data compromised can be problematic. And, um, yeah, let's go over a few of those things. Uh, the first thing is your password. Uh, people are genuinely lazy with their passwords. Uh, you can look up on the Internet about what the top passwords, the top 10 passwords are. Um, the top 10 passwords, uh, the top one is one, two, three, four, five, six. The second uh-huh. Most popular password is password. So um, baseball is in there. There's a, there's a bunch of passwords. Just, you know, you need to give more thought around your password. There's a couple of tools that are very useful in helping with this. Um, on the Mac, I like 1Password. Actually, I think it's cross-platform now, but it's a program called 1Password. I also like something called LastPass. LastPass for personal use is free. And what they will do is they will generate a password for you. And, uh, and then you, all you need to do is remember the password to access LastPass, for example. But you don't need to remember all the passwords. Okay. Oh. So, so being very careful about your passwords is important. Keep in mind that it only takes a few seconds to uh, hack a four-letter password. Uh, so if your password is Jedi and you're a Star Wars fan, that's really bad. Okay, the force won't help you there. Um, <laughs> you, will get, you will get hacked, and you could get hacked quickly. Um, it goes up to... Um, between six characters and uh, eight characters, there's a 10-year difference. So it can jump to 10 years uh, for the eight-character passwords, both capital letters and lowercase letters and so on. Uh, and then it goes to 91,000 years when you get a 10 characters. So you get the, the jumps very quickly. So password would be a very, very important thing to focus on. And LastPass will actually tell you, once you put your passwords into it, how you're doing. It'll score you. And then you can start uh-huh. adjusting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, the second thing that's very important to start implementing is something called multi-factor authentication. So you've seen this. You see this from the bank. You see this, you know, they'll, they'll send you a text not with a number in it when you want to log into the website. If you're an Apple user, you'll see that um, Apple's done this now with iCloud. And most of the other um, companies are now implementing multi-factor authentication. I strongly recommend you turn this on uh, with iCloud or any of your, your Office 365 or Google, any of the email that you're using. And what that will do, it's very simple. 
What that will do is when you log into one of these sites, you'll get a message on your phone generally. You'll say, hey, uh, do you approve this login? You just click, yep. You don't have to remember anything. There's no numbers to say, yep, I approve it, and that's it. Now, what does that do? It proves that you are you. And if somebody were to steal your password somehow, that's cool. They're not going to get in because they don't have your phone. And you'll know if somebody's trying to get in, right? Mm -hmm. So just by doing those two things, you can really change the change your story as far as their propensity for somebody to hack at your personal uh, information and your reputation is very important and believe me um there are people out there selling facebook passwords they're selling all sorts of things um you know there's very large organizations that have already been hacked anthem blue cross um best buy home depot target and if you're at you know any of their databases it's it's there's a chance that somebody's already got your stuff so you need to be watching that um also for your identity um probably looking at a identity uh protection system there's several out there like like lifelock is what i use um i've got my kids on lifelock so i pay a small fee to have their identity protected uh, because an identity can be stolen at any time oh wow so what does that do like um how does it protect your identity? Meaning like people can't go on and get those like spy finder type things or what? No, what is it, it means that uh, what LifeLock does, it's really a reporting tool. So if somebody starts accessing, trying to access your bank account, if somebody starts um, using your credit cards, if somebody starts um, opening any opening um, yeah, bank accounts would be one example. If they start doing things that uh, you, you would really be doing if you were trying to hack somebody's identity, it kind of flags those things and lets you know. Um, so that hopefully you can take uh, you can you can take action, and they also if your identity is stolen, there's a I think they have a million dollar policy that they insurance policy that you have that that you can use because if your identity has been stolen, it's a really hellish experience. You take right. months and months to straighten it out, and they right. actually help you with that. So LifeLock is one that that um, could be a good one to um, to invest in. Wow. Okay. Well, so we have about four minutes left. I would love for you before we have to jump to tell people how they can find you for, sure. to follow. Sure. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. So it's just Scott Spiro, S-C-O-T-T-S-P-I-R-O. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Uh, that's probably the best way to find me. Um, my company site is csgsupport.net, www.catsamgolfsupport.net. Uh, and I have a website, scottspiro.com, which is which we're working on um, as well. But generally, I think Twitter is a good way you can uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, cool. And then, okay, in our last like two and a half minutes, you had mentioned that there were some things that you can use Siri for that are great that people aren't using. Any information you could give us there? We would yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and this works great. If you have an Apple Watch especially, I was just talking to my wife about it last night because I was, I was telling her to, to try this out. When you have something that you need to remember to do, tell Siri. Tell Siri, remind me to do such and such. And she will put a reminder and remind you. Another cool thing you can do is use location-based reminders. I use this all the time. Siri, remind me to call Devin when I get to the office. Siri already knows where my office is, and so when I get to the office, she's going to remind me to go ahead and call Devin. And, and since Devin's in my contact, it'll already be ready to do it. I say, do you want to call Devin? Yep, go ahead, and she'll make the call. So it's little things like that that you can use with reminders that's handy. And reminders plugs into a lot of other um, task management applications too. So there's a whole other conversation about how do you manage your tasks, but I think um, that's a, definitely an, a neat one to use. 
Cool. Yeah, I actually use those reminders. I had um, an, a guy that I was dating a little bit who'd use it, and I was like, so cool. And so I'm addicted to it, and then everybody around me does it too, but it's so, so helpful. It, it is, and, and you can do that. If you have an Apple Watch, you can use the watch to do it. So um, the Apple Watch will allow you to find your phone if you don't know where it is. If you need to set a reminder, you, you can do that. Um, so it, it's quite useful for any of those types of things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Scott. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And um, everyone, make sure you tune back in next Wednesday. If you have questions, always you can email me at fans at devonalexander.com. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.